right. Well, welcome back to the Can't Stay Quiet podcast. Today, I have a special guest and friend joining me. Jordan Ulrich is with me. Thanks so much for joining me today. We're going to be talking about Indigenous issues in Canada, primarily. I've heard some Christians try to mesh these different ideas of Indigenous spirituality and Christianity. So I I knew someone I had in my life, um, not super close. I was never able to have the conversation in person, but she basically thought that smudging was compatible with Christianity. What would you say to that? I've never smudged before. I would say, I, me personally, Sam, and I will claim right now on this one, disclaimer, I don't know the full answer on this, but to me, it goes in a bucket of meditation or alcohol or like, especially let's just stick with medita- meditation. If you meditate and you're not committing that mental openness to the Lord first, which I strongly recommend everyone do, if you're going to meditate, like, then you got to be careful because now your brain's just opening to the spirit world and you have to be so very careful. So I would say smudging is definitely in that category. Now for the Christian, it says, whatever you do, do unto the Lord. Okay. So I uh, fasting, right? Like, I don't know if you've probably fasted. I've fasted before when I fast, I fast unto the Lord. So now there are many pagan Eastern mysticism religions and stuff that fast hard more hardcore than me they pray more hardcore than me and and they have very real spiritual experiences but it's not with the lord so with smudging with with all this stuff you know sage um i would say uh, you know it comes down a lot of this i'm finding sam's coming down to the heart it's coming down to to is the lord if you are a christian and the lord leads you to smudge i don't know if he would but if he did i'm not one to say okay well that's that's paganism because if the lord led you to do it yeah from what I understand of it, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't know that much, but it is to like rid the room of evil spirits. Is that kind of the idea behind it? Yeah, it's yeah, diff, it, it can be ridding the room of evil spirits. But I've also seen Sam, it's ridding a person of their own anxiety and stress, right? Like they'll they'll go like if they have a stressful time and like they're like, yeah, I'm smudging right now because I got to get rid of almost like evil off my own back. Like that's how people do it, too. So, right. um, but again, you know. It, it's paganism unless done through Christ right. because, you know, say, Christ can remove like, evil spirits, right? So, right. Yeah. And so that's where, that's where I kind of wrestle with, with maybe I would kind of go the other way of like, can this be redeemed? Um, I know for myself, like I stopped doing yoga several years ago because uh, then I dug into it and saw how you really can't take away this spiritual aspects of that. Yes. Um, so it's like, yes, I can do stretching. I can stretch my body unto the Lord. But did, did I want to do the poses that were supposed to be to worship false gods? I don't really think I can redeem that. Yeah, um, yeah I hear you. Hinduism there. Um, and so I just kind of wonder if like, if that is the goal of it, it's like rid yourself of something. It's not really relying on the spirit to do that. It's like this yeah. external practice that's nowhere in scripture. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it to this way. I have yet to come across a born again believer who's indigenous, who's led to smudge and yeah. led by the Holy Spirit to do that. So that, that might answer that question yeah. right there. And I think you might know what I'm trying to say here, but would I say that to someone who's smudging, who doesn't know the Lord, right. and be like, hey, yeah. you know, never, I would never do that because that's the best part is seed planting. Like all yeah. you got to do is seed plant and the Lord's going to reveal that stuff to them themselves. And, and my goodness, my own life, he's still removing me of things yeah. and yourself too, like, as you mentioned. Yeah. Still- I feel like there's so many things where we would never look at a non-believer and hold them to the same standard as a believer. Never. 
never like, ever. Yeah, that's right. Know, a couple that's living together and they're not married, but they're not Christians. Yes. They're not Christians. Your life is not earning the Lord. I'm not looking at you being like, you shouldn't be doing that. It's like, well, you should totally. give your life to Christ and then yes, follow in his footsteps and obey because you now love him. But if there's no love for him there, why would you expect there to be obedience? It doesn't even, you know, make Absolutely. Sense. I, I've recently been delivered and like, and when I mean delivered, I mean delivered like, uh, like, like again, not, not like when you're, when you're saved. And again, I, I just feel like I, I feel like I need to say this to your audience for some reason, because it's been on my heart and mind a lot lately. If you're saved, you, you don't have evil, like lurking inside you and like, you can be attacked, you can be oppressed, but you don't need to like go and get like, like exercised, you know, if you're saved, like you're, you know, and cause I've struggled with lies like that before, like because of certain sins that persisted. I've been delivered. And when I say I've been delivered in prayer with the Lord Christ himself, removed something from me. I, I seen it in my mind's eye where he locked it away, sealed it. It's forbidden. Now what he removed from me, Sam is something that the world would probably not look at as like that bad, really, truly like not like that's normal, man. Or like, that's not that bad. Or like everyone does like, but literally it's like, it got to a point where I started seeing how, just how demonic and evil it was that practice and it's gone it's done i've surrendered that it's gone and it, it and it's like truly whom the lord sets free is free indeed and so it kind of goes in that bucket too i feel like with a lot of these practices yoga sage meditation smudge i mean yeah it's yeah and i yeah. think you're right like those who are in christ that is the spirit that indwells us so we don't have to be afraid of being indwelled accidentally by satan right um, you know, like I've had some people reach out to me and talking about some movies and they didn't want to put it on their TV because it could let demons in. I'm like, but you're a Christian. The spirit lives inside of you. There's yeah. not another spirit that can come in. But like you said, can there but be? They, can open them, they could open themselves up to attack though. And I, I've dealt with that. Like if I, yeah, if I was to play with fire, I have no mm-hmm. doubts I'd immediately be experiencing a severe attack. In fact, I believe Christians get attacked harder because then the devil's like, hey, you came to our table. You dined with my demons we have some rights here. We're going to bug you now for a bit. Like, and so there's, there's some laws in effect there, but and that's why we're not to play with fire, you know, ever as, as saved saints. Yeah. And I feel like there is no like desire there anymore when you are in Christ of like, yeah, I had one friend who used to deal with like, uh, she was in the new age. And so for her, like Halloween was something she didn't want any to be near that at all, which makes mm. sense because that's yes. something- you know, from her past that she's sensitive to. Um, yeah. So it's also, I think, comes down to like an, an honoring of the Lord of like how he's safe and what you no longer want to be a part of. Um, and so it's like, there can be attack, but you're not like afraid because we know who is stronger, right? And so there's yeah. like- well. I, I like how you worded it. Like you can't be accidentally overtaken by Satan or possessed by a demon. Like if you're saved and even not saved people, like, you know what? Like they, it just doesn't happen that way. It's, I found, because I've been a little bit in deliverance street ministry i would say on my own type stuff but it it's like definitely over time that stuff happens over time i mean bad movies too like like horror movies they are absolutely designed to certainly attack the mind of of people watching and and like but aren't we all under attack too like as christians and non-christians alike i've i've really learned that i've noticed that like and i still believe that the devil comes at uh, at christians harder he definitely comes at us harder um because you know we're the ones he's trying to take down. If he's got someone watching Netflix every night and, and doesn't know the Lord, like why would he bug and torment that person? He's got them right where he wants them. Yeah, totally. Um, speaking of the spiritual aspect, can we talk a little bit about the term two spirit and what that means and how we should respond as Christians to that? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, uh, I'll just say it. I mean, I, I truly believe that's, that's demonic. Um, that, that's, that's, yeah, uh, it's very sad. And I don't say that stuff lightly. Um, yeah, I mean, that is someone literally saying there, there's, there's them and something else that they coexist in the same body. I mean, you, you, we, you know that what that is too. And much of your audience knows what that is. It's total deception and uh, it's very sad. And that, that is something where, you know, if I was, I haven't encountered someone who outright claims they're two spirit yet, but that's something where I would definitely do that and be ready to, to do some battle. If I was to, if I was to kind of call on that um, because, because that that's pretty blatant. And um, yeah. And also with first nation spirituality, I, I, I just find this so bizarre. Like I feel like Sam mentioning, you mentioned two spirit, like, we're seeing CBC propagate this two spirit thing. Like I have, I've, I know thousands of first nation people like myself and I don't know one who's two spirits. So I think they want people to think first nations are two spirited. They want first nations themselves to think they're two spirited. It's mental warfare. It's spiritual warfare, but I don't know anyone who is. So it's like, they're, they're totally propagating this up. So same with the trans stuff, right? They're, they're like, yeah, like so many kids are coming out as trans. No, they're not like, really very few are very few and the ones who do get bud light sponsorships so it's true yeah i definitely feel like gender confusion is on the rise like kids who claim to be these things absolutely which i think makes sense with how much it's being pushed on them but when push comes to shove will they actually stand by these things like for example i don't know if you've heard of like the furries movement there's like kids that oh I yeah cats like if you were to say, all right, you're going to live outside now, or you have to use a litter box and eat cat food all the time. I'm pretty sure they would be like, okay, never mind. I was just doing this, you know, for yeah. yeah. Um, because I thought it was a good way to fit in and, and have some sort of, I don't know, almost privilege. Like you're looked at as like, Oh, you're special. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, the furry thing for sure is that's just the tension grabbing in my opinion. I, I don't think that like, but for certain the trans stuff and, and it's very, it's very, it's a heavy topic because obviously you and I love those people like Absolutely. in Christ, we, we have more, like even more love for them because of the, the level of deception and, and probably torment. Like I can't relate, but yeah. I can't imagine feeling that way. Like, and so, and just being lied to by the enemy that hard to, to mutilate the body. I mean, that, that warrants just absolute tears and prayer for, for these, these poor souls. And we pray that they would all come to know the love of God and the love of Jesus. Um, but yeah, but certainly, yeah, with, with two spirit and all this, I find, okay, this is going to be another, I'll just say something that you might make mental connection with and your audience might the woke crowd who wanted everyone to get vaccinated and wanted everyone to wear masks and want everyone to be gay. They also are those people, those decision makers are two spirited. I'll just, that's factual. Like I've seen that. So. Yeah. And I think like, if I'm understanding correctly, even the terminology to spirit, it would be just an indigenous version of someone who would say that they are like non-binary. Is that? No, I believe. And I, I trust another... that you've heard that. I oh, believe. You, yeah. Cause I've heard that too, but no, it's that is, this is something again, where you're, you're seeing colonialism at the core. They're mm -hmm. telling us what we believe and yeah. what we think. And like, no, it's just like, everyone's like, no, that's not at all. Like not an indigenous thing. We're not sure why this became an indigenous thing. Um, you're, you're seeing non-indigenous people identify as two spirit now. I mean, you're seeing, you know, it's, it's, 
Which is and, interesting because I feel like most people would call that out as cultural appropriation. <laughs> like you're not allowed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No. And I like, but again, you're talking to someone who's been like uh, written up for toxic masculinity and, and all these woke nonsense terms, right? Like, because, because some chick wanted my job and, or my, cause I, she reported to me up, I was up above her on the chain. It's okay to say that I'm not, I'm not uh, toxic masculinity there. I hope it's just factual. She reported to me and, and I like guns and I like the UFC or, or martial arts, I should say. Um, and she reported that as that's, she, she felt threatened by me because of that. She felt like at any moment I might, uh, she's used terms like raper and things like this and all that it, just because of my, because I had guns and all this. And so when the, the human rights tribunal kind of looked into it, they're like, yeah. So, so like, I was like, why, why is this? Well, cause you like guns and UFC and, I do. I do like guns and I have guns and I love martial arts. So and they're like, okay, <laughs> sounds good. Like, so, but, and then she got my job. Cause I just quit. I was like, I'm not even going to put up with this. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, one thing you mentioned a little ways back was about um, just the similarities, even potentially of black lives matter and the other movement. Um, I was wondering too, with like the whole idea of like critical race theory that we see played out in the States, primarily the dynamics of black and white Americans. Do you see critical race theory playing out in Canada? Do you see that entering school systems the way it is in the States? Um, is that fair in your opinion to make that similarity of, of CRT in Canada? These are great questions, Sam. Um, yeah, there's a lot of similarities now and uh, highly politicized, heavily funded, I mean, we're talking about like George Soros types funding these these mm -hmm. things. And th this is just just check it out, do your own research. But there are very powerful elite people funding these things. Um, and it's just falling in line with that. Like even even like like, look, I'm a freedom fighter, uh, you know, all about like I, I was all about everything Ottawa, everything trucker. And I still am. And those guys are heroes to me, those guys and gals forever heroes. But now it's become the world unity convoy. And I, I do caution your audience, be very careful with that stuff. For whatever reason, First Nation spirituality is pervading that too. Mm. Like weird stuff going on. But yeah, so. What is the world unity? I've never heard of that. Oh, okay. Well, it's what the freedom convoy morphed into. So now oh. it's like world unity. And you've probably heard this term, the great awakening. Yeah. Probably yeah. another su subject of discussion we'll have to talk about sometime. But be very, very careful with this to your audience. Like be very, very careful with this. This like is fault of that. Yeah. 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 Apart from Christ, take no part in any spiritual movements at yeah. all. And uh, I think uh, I, I have a friend who, yeah, kind of got into new age stuff through freedom movements. And that's what it is. It's very new age. Changed, and then she realized, wait a second. Um, yeah. And then she became a Christian. But I, I, I see it. I for sure see it. Well, new age is always the most current modern form of hippieism right so like uh, like and I've been, I went to the world unity convoy thing because at first I was like what is this and I checked it out when it was here in uh, Manitoba the yeah. the uh, uh, anniversary of the freedom convoy mm. we're not talking military type no more we're talking like people that would rather smoke a doobie and listen to Beatles and and honestly it frustrated me because I was at that time ready to like let's march up with hockey sticks this time in Ottawa and actually pull this treasonous prime dictator out and like leave him on the steps and give him a one-way ticket to Costa Rica. Not there anymore. The Lord is softening my heart and I'm praying for him truly. And I, I actually truly hope he finds the Lord Jesus. I, I have love for him now as a person, but, but yeah, it's different now. So with all these movements, Sam, 
all this stuff, it's, it's all virtue signaling. They're creating a million buckets of confusion now. Um, and yeah, with, it's no different with the first nation, every child matters movement, orange shirt day, still the dumbest name on earth. I orange shirt day, like, like black lives matter. Every child matters orange shirt day. Like this, these are just getting nonsensical at this point. And again, do we need healing in a major way? Do we need real truth? Do we need investigations? Do we need, I believe government actually does need to put more funding into investigating these burials and, and what happened in residential school. I believe there's gotta be lawsuits. And, but again, the Pope coming and saying, I'm sorry, right. Screw the Pope. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, like I, I like the Pope is as evil as it gets. So, yeah. yeah. Um, let's, okay. I'm going to tie into that. However, I had a little section of like rapid fire questions so they can be like short answers with a quick explanation, but it definitely ties into like critical race theory. We'll start kind of there. Oh yeah. Sorry. And I didn't even really ask oh. you. Yeah. Critical oh, yeah, race no, theory, okay. systemic racism. Yeah. It's all, yeah. it's all, it's all crazy. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't buy into systemic racism and That's stuff my like first that. Question. Like, do you, yeah. do you believe that exists? And no. I guess maybe even start out with like, how would you define systemic racism? Because I also feel like there's different definitions floating around there. And so I've heard people try to say, yes, it exists. And then others. Yeah. So how would, how would you even? Yeah. So, well, yeah. So I believe in genocide, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not systemic racism. So genocide of first nation people, hundred percent real. And we're still living in the aftermath of that trauma. But you, Sam, did not abuse me, and therefore I'm going to grab your tax dollars here. Thank you very much. Like you know, it, it, that's where it gets really tough to reconcile because, like, you and your kids and Aaron and like your family did not abuse me and my family. It was a very few select people and organizations, very powerful elitist type, Catholic type, right? That did these things. In fact, not all residential schools were a place of abuse. Like there are some elders who had non-abusive times in residential school. Not all Indian agents who lived on reserve were terrible people. Some were actually buried with honor when they died on First Nations. Um, so, so we have to be so careful with generalizing in in all ways, right? Are all are all conservatives far-right extremists? No. Are all liberals idiots? No. Like, really, like, truly, like, very few are both on either side, right? So we have to not generalize. And so with, sorry, this was not a short answer. I'm so sorry, but. No, I love this. Keep going. This is helping a lot of people. Yeah, yeah no, but it's, it's, uh, it's not cut and dry that way. And yeah. so um, it's very few select people that did the abuse, that committed traumatic acts. Therefore, part of healing is we cannot as first nations people attribute that to anyone alive today at all and and i i believe there's most most of canada is in our corner rooting for us truly rooting for us i really believe that and and most first nation people are like totally down to have lunch with a white person like it's you know it's um and most people understand this was this was committed long ago so the systemic part of it now like no it you know, same in the States with black lives. It's, it's not that it's, it's a condition of poverty in the States. And the, the same as the ghetto is to the reserve. It's conditions mm -hmm. of poverty created and out of poverty come mm -hmm. abuse, come violence, come all this stuff. So we, we need to fix the poverty. We need to fix the infrastructure, like simply put. Yeah. Um, tagging but on yeah, do, do politicians target first nation people do, do decision makers right. in the right. higher like, up places? No, I don't believe so. Mm. Yeah, like there's not specific laws that are racist. 
Correct. Correct. Not at all. Not at all. And actually, Sam, your viewers might find this statement interesting. I have witnessed chiefs abuse their own people much more than a government agent mm. in, in, in laws, in money handling, in, in actual demeanor. Like it's just, you know, and not all chiefs, but very few, but I'm, I, you know what I mean? Like I, I witnessed sometimes more care from non-Indigenous organizations than our own leadership sometimes. Mm. You know, and you're seeing this in the, if you guys follow, follow the Assembly of First Nations, it's sort of the overriding Canadian political body, uh, Indigenous body organization. They are having a war of politics right now. Um, the, the female chief there is truly trying to clean it up, but oh, are they coming after her? And and she is calling out leadership and communities, chiefs and councils, like saying they're they're the abusers, you know, and stuff like that. And you know, it's systemic abusers, not actually physically abusing, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, taking on, taking on to that, do you think white privilege exists? White privilege, not a, not even a little bit. No, no, not a little bit. I laugh every time I, I hear that term. Uh, like, no, not not even a little bit. It's uh, it's it's a darn shame though that you guys have to put up with that. Um, and uh, I think that the way they are separating and creating little political buckets for us to fight in based on skin color, they're the darn racist, Sam. Like Trudeau's government, who's pushing these crazy things they're the racists they are they are the ones who see skin color you and i we don't see skin color like but yet they are coming up with all these terms and and confusing little articles and like i mean do we say indigenous now or do we say native american or do we say indian that's that's trudeau government type people that are doing that they're the ones causing this confusion confusions of the devil it's not of the lord yeah well yeah all of what he does is around identity politics and pushing that and i feel like it's just identity politics that's division right like it's there like i said about truth and reconciliation like what is the end goal how do we actually reconcile if the narrative is is constantly pitting groups by their skin yeah. color against one another um well yeah. trudeau's trudeau's end goal as the same as biden's end goal they're lords of chaos mm. um and they they want Biden wants nothing more than white America to literally fight gun battles with black America. That's what he wants. That's what he's there for. He wants Antifa to go at it with the proud boys and everyone join a team. Same it is in Canada. Trudeau wants the native American people to get, get all flustered and rioted and, and hate the white people. And, Oh, you, you, all these unmarked great, like he, he's gaslighting this stuff. And I'm telling you, these these are these are agents of the enemy right now and we pray for biden we pray for trudeau but and maybe they don't even know what they're doing right but i call them lords of chaos lowercase l yeah no absolutely i can see that and there's so many yeah i won't get into like differences of canada and america but as much as there's more like freedom kind of fighter people in america there's still so many similarities in the direction and the narratives that are being pushed there and here that's why I, I, yeah, yeah. I was just curious about what you thought with the CRT comparisons. And I can, I can definitely see that because again, it, it kind of sets up this, um, this, I don't know what word to use. I wasn't going to say system. That's not really the right, right word, but where like, if you're white, you can't even enter into this conversation. Like I said, you feel like you right. can't ask questions. You can't yeah. say the thing, or you're going to be called a racist. And again, it yeah. creates almost this fear. You can't even, and you, how can you have relationships without having conversations? And if you're fearful, you can't do that. And yep. so it just fuels that division. There's so um, much fear, Sam, and it is fueling division. Everything you said is 100% correct. I was um, on the board of a uh, 
a local nonprofit in Winnipeg. I won't give the name. They bought into all this woke nonsense. We're on Treaty One land. We get our water from Shoal Lake. I don't like that stuff. Like the preamble, the script. They don't yeah, actually I was, care. I was wondering like, about what you thought about that. Like I went to the Manitoba Theater for Young People uh, to see a little play. And they said all of this stuff at the beginning. And it was, I don't know. Yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts on that being said at the beginning of absolutely everything? It's all virtue signaling, all of it. It's all just causing confusion. These people are tiptoeing. Like I witnessed this old white guy who's the chair of that board shaking as he's saying it, because we have me and an indigenous woman at the board table as board members, 12 Mm -hmm. of us. And he is like, oh, like, like, like tiptoeing as he's saying it. And I'm like, listen, I almost said his name, but I'm like, you don't like, let's call him man. I was like, man, you don't have to, don't worry about that. And, and it kind of lightened the mood right away. Like, and like, it's not like, we don't even get our water. Like many communities don't even get water. So like, where are we talking about getting our water from Shoal Lake? And so, um, and then, but this woman was all woke and, you know, just like all into it. And it was like, um, she was like, we need to have mandatory smudging for all employees, indigenous and non-indigenous. And we need to do all this and that. And I was like, I just, I was like, no, like, you're so wrong. Like we went at it. And like, after these old guys who like held like CEO positions of like hydro and like investors group and things like this, they texted me like, thank you. Like, thank you. Like you really like, like, thank you. Like, cause we don't, we don't even know what we're saying. Like, thanks for right. trying to explain it. Thanks for not in making a smudge. You know what I've noticed, Sam? It's like the whole darn Canada is trying to make everyone first nation. Now it's it. We're going too much the other way. Like I was going to say, I was going to ask that, like, do you feel like the pendulums swung too far 100%. the other way? Like even with schools, I remember looking at one school for our son before we decided to homeschool and they had like chanting in their music class and wow. their pillars of their school were like, I forget a four pillars of something and then like spirit yeah. animals in their classrooms. And I was like, I thought this was a public school. So it's supposed to be spiritually neutral or, or, you know, at the Assiniboine park, right. They took away the 10 commandment statue to build the leaf. And then they took a vote or they were trying to get public opinion, I guess, um, if they were going to put it back or not. And so I kept checking. I haven't checked in the last couple of weeks, but they haven't put it back yet um, because they said we want, you know, the Assiniboine Park to be this inclusive space where you know all, all spiritualities feel welcome and included. But when I went there a couple of weeks ago, they had, you know, several indigenous spiritualities, uh, you know, a plaque or a, a different thing in the leaf mentioned. And also it wasn't just indigenous, but another another religion was mentioned yeah. in the plaque in the leaf. And yeah. I'm like, I am confused. I thought this was supposed to be a spiritually neutral place. So everybody felt welcome. And yet as a Christian, yeah. uh, th- there can't be anything Christian Christian there. But it's I have everything so but Christ. Everything. Yeah, it was just everything like but double Christ. standard yeah. there. Is like very- total, total double standard. That's crazy, Sam. That's wild. Yeah. Um, you, you know what, Sam? This is uh, no one knows the day of the Lord's return. Mm-hmm. No one knows except the father in heaven. Even Christ doesn't know he's the bridegroom and, and the father of the bride is going to send him to go and collect his bride, the church. It's going to happen. It's going to be amazing. Might happen in our lifetime, might not. Um, mm-hmm. But, but in accordance with revelation, you know, and we're seeing shades and signs of what the Bible sort of says will be like, things will be like in the last days, this whole term, the great awakening, be very, very careful audience. Like 
whoever's listening, just, just don't go down that path. It's, it's, to, it's everything about Christ. It's a, it's a conglomerate of all religions, all faiths. And that is, that is anti-Christian. That is anti-Christ. And so what you're seeing, Sam, with all this first nation spirituality, the leaf, all this stuff is, is you are, and the great awakening. This is, this is actually part of the coming antichrist, I believe is what part of his coming, whether or not it's in our lifetime or the next or the next or the next, but it's leading that way yeah. because he's going to be able to unite the world somehow in love and peace. And I mean, how do you like the Abraham Accords were signed a few years ago with Judaism, Muslim, and yeah. uh, one other major faith. Like, I mean, stuff's getting a little weird, like, you know, and the Pope praying at the Muslim shrines and right. Like, and then praying at the wall, the Western wall, like it's getting weird. And you're seeing a, everything but Christ is fine. Yeah. That's the new religion. Yeah. And the only way people can get around excluding Christians, I think, is by trying to include progressive Christians, which yes. are not Christians. They're not Christians, no. And they reject 80% of the Bible. I'm happy you said that because, you know, we, you know, it's so true that like there is no, like the Bible says the lukewarm will get spit out of the mouth of Christ. Mm -hmm. the, you know who will not inherit the kingdom of life, uh, kingdom of God, it says? The cowardly. And the unbelieving, I forget which verse, but the cowardly, like how many cowards were there, were there in the church during COVID, during everything going on now, like people putting a gay pride flag on their desk because they don't want to get fired. I mean, come on, like what is selling your soul truly? Is it signing a paper? Here you go. Or is it actually forsaking your God-given virtues and morals and values in exchange for worrying about man? And what he can do to the body, Jesus, you're not the one who can do something to the body. Fear the one who can damnate the soul. Yeah. Right. So we have, the church has to wake up fast because we're heading into weirder and weirder times. And sorry, spoiler. I, I just believe that it's only going to get weirder. Um, yeah. I'm not one to believe that there's going to be this huge recovery and things are going to get better before the return of Christ. I'm more like, I yeah, believe I that either. things get weirder. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I definitely don't believe it's going to, I mean, we can see that all around us, but even through, you know, end times theology, I, I do believe that as well. It's not going to yeah. get, we know there's going to be persecution of the saints. Why is there persecution if everything's getting better? Yeah, it's such a good point. Alone. Yeah. And why are, why are people being beheaded for the faith in the right. times of revelation? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think your, your point about being cowardice is, is really interesting. I'd love to know what scripture that is. Cause I don't remember either. Knowing that like, I think it points to that. Like um, I won't speak for COVID. I know some churches that I, I, there are some people I believe genuinely are saved that made different choices and some regretted it. Some didn't, but when it comes to, oh, like, yeah, of course. And I, and I know you agree with that, um, yeah. but, I, but, but like fear of man, let's say with the LGBTQ issue and not wanting to say if homosexuality is wrong or not, that fear yeah. of man, I think actually points to what your heart truly fears, which is not the Lord. And so if anything, I think that's a red flag of like, am I that's saved? So am I a Christian? Because I'm, if point. I'm doing the wrong thing, then I don't have the fear of the Lord in my heart. And so right. it's not just like a petty fear of man. It's like a, a deep-seated fear of man where the, the fear of the Lord Lacking. is there. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Because, yeah, if the fear of the Lord is there instantaneously, that, that fear of man is just not there. Yeah. And I think we can struggle with it. I mean, I know I struggle with it. Every time I get on the Internet and say something people don't like, I'll struggle with it again. But at yeah. the end of the day what I come back to is like, what am I doing and saying that's honoring the Lord? 
what is the next, I think it was Elizabeth Elliot that said, what's the next right thing that you can do to mm. honor the Lord with your life. And uh, so yes. you're like, man, I just want to stop saying controversial things and quit. But I keep coming back to, no, I'm living for the Lord. So what's the next right thing? I don't have to look 10 years from now or next week for my, right. like, what do I need to do today? Um, right. Yeah. To speak the truth and continue on. And just like one truth to the next, like, yeah. and the Holy Spirit reveals everything in his perfect timing to each of us. Like what might be revealed to you tonight might not yet be revealed to me. And, you know, and it's just truth to truth. That's all we have to move. It's irrelevant. It's outside of time. Yeah. Um, going back to just two, two questions that I had in the rapid fire section, and then we'll kind of start to wrap up. The not but, so rapid fire section. <laughs> I know, but I love it. I'm actually so glad it was. I'm sorry. It's just, yeah, these are big topics. Oh. So I can't answer quick. Like, yeah. No, I just didn't want you to feel like you had to give super long explanations. So I'm all for it if you're up for it. Um, when we talk about adoption in Canada, and I know I think every province is the same, like Indigenous children can't be adopted. Um, I, and I'm assuming that statement is true. I don't know about private adoptions, if there's any exceptions to that. And I have wondered about that, you know, if an Indigenous mom was like, no, I want this person to have my baby, if there's room for that to happen. But I know generally speaking with like um, child and family services, you can't adopt. Um, wh what What is your thoughts on that? Do you see that as being part of the system that's broken and actually holding back children from having proper care and just like cycling through the system? Um, or do you think that's warranted given, you know, past trauma and experiences? Uh, uh, sorry, the, what, what was the unwarranted part? Is it unwarranted that they can't be adopted? Is that what you're asking? Uh, my, my tag at the end was just, is it, is it warranted because there's, you know, past traumas that have happened and given the history of indigenous people in Canada, or do you think that's in the past? These children need care no matter what home they come from. And there's going to be more stability if they're adopted. Yeah. I, I just, you know what, um, couple things quick uh the foster care system many people i've seen do that do it for the money mm -hmm. uh, their kids are the most neglected kids once they're in the foster home um uh, adoption i don't know what the official rulings are at this current time but um absolutely uh you know first nation kids should be should be adopted if they need to be adopted but again this goes almost down to adoption itself what warrants adoption should be the same for the indigenous kid as the non-indigenous kid. It should be the same standards. So it should have nothing to do with past uh, yeah. Indian act or, or past trauma, nothing like that. And I do, I do feel like they still CFS and stuff takes a bit more of a authoritative step into the indigenous world rather yeah. than the non-indigenous world. And it, it bugs all of us. No, it's yeah. more than bugs all of us. It's, it's, it's just flat out wrong. Yeah. Well, I've seen it deter Christian parents from fostering because as far as yeah. I know, there is stipulations over where you, like you have to take them to a smudging or different mm -hmm. ceremonies or things and, and like prove that you're educating them in that way. And again, I mean, educating, not in terms of like history, but in terms of like the spirituality side of it. Right. Um, right. And I, just, I know there's many Christian parents that are like, I, I can't do this. If I have to answer to them and say, yes, I'm going to teach them this and take them to things every week. Um, yeah. so I just kind of think it's, yeah, it's so interesting where that's, I feel like just with indigenous children, where as far as I know, if like you were adopting an Indian child in Canada, you're not having to commit to teach them Hinduism, for example. Right. Um, and so I just feel like right. it's kind of preventing more kids from being able to. It is, it is. Yeah. And it, it is a serious problem and, you know, it, it it's so, it's so tough too, because like. Um, 
yeah but you know what you know what's weird too sam is like um the indigenous kids like that again like i've seen that i've seen in foster care and stuff like again i i'm not so convinced i'm not so convinced in the ex- examples i've seen that it's for their good or for their best like um you know i know i know actually for a fact that the indigenous folk that i still see like living even in somewhat not what we would call healthy homes on reserve like they're still they're still getting along okay and like um they know their mommy or daddy loves them even if they have a bender every now and then or whatever and and i i've seen the love of those parents too so such is the case with my mom my mom's cfs told us in their written file very informal that my biological grandmother so my mom's native american mom was a alcoholic um then when i went up and started working in peguis and meeting my elders and stuff like that they all said like no no like your biological grandma was amazing <laughs> like she was amazing she had she took care of so many children everyone was so blessed by her and they're like she wasn't an alcoholic like so i'm like ah oh, like what's the standard for like what's the standards there and like how much are is the government manipulating that still in the spirit of the indian act still in the spirit of colonialism still in breaking the indian out of the child you know and so i'm wondering how much they do uh, you know yeah it, it's 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 a it's a messy broken system though and and i mean cfs agents too like i mean i've see, yeah i've i struggle to know how much they care i mean but um these are big organizations, right? And any big organization with he- lots of funding, they're going to be heavily politicized, right? So, right. yeah. You know, even uh, one other example is uh, United Way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so everyone thinks, oh, United Way, oh, like they're doing great things, much like the Bill Melinda Gates Foundation are doing great things for African people when all of them are now missing limbs and cleft lip and all this, right? But so United Way gets funding now on behalf of First Nations in flood. They are not doing anything for our, our people in terms of helping the kids transition in education in their hotel rooms during floods. They're like, no one has, they're not even taking a census of how many kids are relocated, but they're supposed to be. So again, you're seeing, you know, and with this nonprofit organization, I was um, uh, on the board of, uh, I won't say the name, but yeah. So we're supposed to be fixing homelessness. We're supposed to be heavily involved with the first nation community, downtown Winnipeg millions of dollars of funding coming to this organization and i'm saying nothing's nothing's changing in fact they're they're creating drug what's it called drug free or like you're allowed to go smoke up and get high drug safe zones like this is so wrong you know and you know their agm was like huge with like two like hundred dollar plates of food for people when i watched everyone walked by all the patrons who they're supposed to be serving starving limping you know sitting there with open wounds and they just walk right on by them so it's like everything's highly politicized these days no one actually gives a crap yeah um one last kind of yeah hot button topic of well not hot button but just like a movement that i see that i'd love to know more about is like the red dress movement so i was at the forks a couple weeks ago and i saw a protest and i do know that there's missing missing in, in dead and missing, I can't talk. Yeah. Missing and missing and murdered indigenous women. Yeah. 
Murdered is the word I'm looking for. Yes. Um, yeah. And so that is, you know, yeah. uh, to bring awareness to that. So yeah. I guess yeah. my question around that is um, when you talked about like bringing justice with the graves, is this a similar issue of like, why is there not justice happening to find the murderers? Is this happening on reserves by other indigenous members? Is like, do we know? Yeah, no. Yeah, this is so I can I can tell you like so this is not happening on reserve. Um, I can't actually share what I know on this one, due to just you know uh, members of law enforcement and stuff that I that I you know and more than one and and just many people in that in the prison ward and things like that that I know and just people on the street that I know. Uh, it's happening in the city. Mm-hmm. It's happening um, by a certain group of people largely, and I again I can't say who. Um, but uh, it's a very real thing um, and it's a complex thing. So it's, it's not, is there one serial killer that just has this psychotic uh, fascination with kill, murdering Indigenous women? No, it's not that. But it is, again, a condition of poverty mm. at, the, at the core because poverty often leads to prostitution and, mm. and just drugs in general and just being in the wrong place at the wrong time wrong party wrong you meet the wrong guy things like that so this is a condition of broken Mm. broken system poverty living north end is largely poverty and sadly there's a lot of first nation people living in the north end because they they didn't have opportunities they came from no opportunity on the reserve to no opportunity in the city no support and just took root there and uh just there's a there's a couple nasty nasty groups in the city that that yeah they're so yeah and then it's like like anything in the now am i saying all murdered and missing indigenous women are prostitutes not at all not at all but but they are certainly in the wrong place at the wrong time because simply you just don't see that happening to indigenous women who are not in the wrong place at the wrong time that's very very rare if ever um it's often like last seen with, and they'll show a picture of some person who does look like a pimp or a druggie or, or someone on those streets in the North end. So that whole North end has got to get cleaned up for all of indigenous and non-indigenous folk alike. But this movement is real. It is tragic. It is sad, but I don't believe it's like someone out there targeting indigenous women just with a psychotic fascination the same way i don't believe systemic racism exists with lobbyists lobbyers and politicians and elites like trying to kill off first nation people i I just don't believe that do you think it's true that these stories don't get as much media attention because that's the other criticism i think is like if a white girl was murdered it, it would be everywhere and we'd seek justice and it would be finished we'd find the murderer whereas it's like often not talked about do you think it's a fair assessment no I, I don't think that they're being intentionally limited in it in attention um but as i say that i know there's people out there that would if they see me they're going to slap me across the face for that sadly because you know they they would they would die about that statement that they would mm-hmm. say like we're being abused in the media and everything the cops aren't showing up on time and all this stuff right but again, this is a condition of poverty. It affects Indigenous and non-Indigenous folk alike. Mm. I know 10 cops in the city who all do agree. Like, yeah, they're, the calls they're getting are largely the fault of that person at that party 
in the North end, you know? And so it, it, it happens to indigenous and non-indigenous folk alike. So it's, it's really poverty we're talking about here. It's, it's, it's mm. neighborhoods of abuse that we're talking about here. And so, no, I, I, this is where I get to racism exists both sides a little bit. I've witnessed, you know, indigenous folk hating on white folk for no reason too. But again, we, at the same time, we understand this is from trauma. You know, the, the victim hates the abuser. They're just channel as channeling the abuser wrong still. And this is where, this is why the Lord has to sort this mess out, Sam, because oh, how do you tell the indigenous folk, like, it's not you and your family, Sam, that abused them. And how do you tell the white family that not every indigenous person's squandering their tax dollars, right? So it's such a complex thing that I, I just believe the capital T truth Christ has to fix. And I do believe it will get fixed. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you think that we should be proud to be Canadian? So a few years ago, again, conversations around mass graves was very close to Canada Day. And so like celebrations were canceled at the Forks and it was almost like you don't care about Indigenous people if you celebrate Canada Day and we should almost be like ashamed of our country instead. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, that that's uh that's a you're asking great questions that's again like everyone listening and you yourself sam don't ever uh, don't ever and i know you don't but you're just posing a question don't yeah. ever feel don't ever own that colonialism that's not you you guys are not the colonials colonialists you're not that was again that was a very few select people very evil elite folk coupled with the church church and state often went hand in hand in power back then um until until recently well it still is actually and you'll see that again in the coming times but um yeah no you're you're not that's that's madness to to be making people feel bad about thanksgiving and things like this um no i i don't buy into any of it i think that uh i've never been more proud to see how many canadians non-indigenous canadians are caring about the first nation people and that's wonderful again it has nothing to do with justin trudeau and his orange shirt day but it has everything to do with, um, I just believe this is, this is happening. This is God actually doing it. And, and um, God is going to heal first nation trauma. In fact, real quick, there's a verse in revelation where in the new Jerusalem, uh, the tree of life that Adam and Eve ate from, no, they ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, mm -hmm. but there's a, there's two trees sacred to the Lord. There's the tree of life as well. And it is in the new Jerusalem. And guess what? It has fruit. What's it to be used for? the healing of the nations. So we are going to see a great reset, but it's not Klaus Schwab's great reset. We are going to see a great awakening, but it's not the, the uh, United Nations great awakening. It's going to be the Lord Jesus reigning in Jerusalem, healing the nations with fruit from the tree of life. Like you are going to see, we're going to see whether or not we're here. Actually, I don't know the eschatology there either, but whoever's around is going to see amazing things. Like one can't even fathom. And so I do believe that First Nations will be healed. And I do believe that they're going to come out of this trauma. And I do believe it's going to be soon. You know why? I, I believe it's, it's got to be done by the elders. The elders that are alive today are, are still the, the victims of that abuse that took place. They're the ones that have to forgive. There's no freedom unless in forgiveness. And so we're going to have to see a real apology and a real forgiveness and a real freeing delivery, deliverance from this trauma. And I believe, and I'm praying for it. I pray for it like once, once a month. I'm not going to lie and be like every day. But yeah. Yeah. 
No, that's so good. Cause I feel like otherwise it seems like you said, it's almost just this token of, okay, I'm going to wear this shirt on this one day. Almost like it's like your repentance for everything that you, again, you may or may not have done given what family you're in, which, which most people are not yeah. coming from that lineage. And so it becomes this, like, I'm repenting almost for my quote unquote sins by wearing yeah. her and doing all the things. And then whether or not there's like forgiveness received, but it's never over. Right. It's just That's like right. once a year, we're going to do this again and again and again. It's yeah. like, how do you have true reconciliation if you're perpetually in that cycle. That's right. That's right. And, and, and to your other part of the question, should we be proud to be Canadian? Like it's hard, but heck yeah, we should, you know why? Because Justin Trudeau and every all the, the crazy communist maneuvers they've done and are still doing with Bill C-11 and all this stuff. He's not Canadian. He's a filthy globalist elite. And yeah. all the lot of them are half our parliament. It's factual. Klaus Schwab said half our parliament has been penetrated. Mm-hmm. Like what Sicko uses penetrated as the verb there. But yeah. anyways, so he's not Canadian. He doesn't represent Canada at all. He's a filthy globalist elite that's serving his own pocket on the tax dollars of Canadians. All of your tax dollars, like most of your tax dollars right now are going to Ukraine. I'm sorry to say that that's just what's happening. Ukraine is one of the most money laundering countries in the world. This is a problem. This is a huge issue. Now, are you? Now, I'm not speaking about Ukrainians. I believe Ukraine is going through the same thing as Canada. The leadership there, not so good. Now, Ukrainian people, they are casualties right now and caught up in a war. And my heart goes out to them as well. Our hearts and prayers go out to them for real. But... Mm-hmm. Again, like virtue signaling Ukrainian flags that people donate and tax dollars are given with no regulation, no reporting back. That's not the solution. You know, same as, you know, it's just not the solution. So, but heck yeah, we should be proud to be Canadian, true Canadian, right? And, and that's living in a land of peace and love and, and not acceptance, but, but just actually like harmony with each other and where the Christian can slowly and softly come alongside their brothers and sisters, their neighbors and share the gospel with them. Right. That's freedom. Yeah. We're, we're the land of the free, the true North strong and free. And, and wow, we almost lost that. And we, we, we have to wait till 2025, unfortunately with that risk and that threat. And it's a very real threat still. Yeah. But if it goes that way, it's God's will too. And he will provide. Yeah. That's such a beautiful thing to be able to rest in, isn't it? Like- isn't it? No matter the outcome, the Lord is sovereign. He is good and he'll continue to save his people. And there's still good works that we're called to do in the midst of all of that. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I do believe we will see, though, that there's there's something great happening in the world right now. Something uh, stay earth shattering, staggering, like there's big things going on in the spiritual places and in the physical places right now. Huge, huge things. So it's exciting. It's the best time in, uh, in human history to be alive, Sam. I really believe. And I'll just maybe give a little disclaimer. I personally believe we are going to have the great unwavering privilege of seeing the Lord and Savior in our lifetime. I just don't believe we're going to die of old age. I've studied Bible prophecy for three decades. Um, all the signs are there. Jesus says, when you see the fig tree about to shake its fruit, like, you know, know that the time is near. And, and you know, we're seeing some neat things. And this whole dark, globalist communist thing that's going on started with covid but still going on that's part of god's plan you know so as dark as it is like we just we just keep keep reaching out to the lost souls you know around you and if you know anyone who doesn't know you're a christian you got to rectify that fact today i've been saying that to everyone i come across if if you have anyone in your rolodex of your social circle who doesn't know you're a god-fearing christian saved by jesus you got to call them up tomorrow and tell them 
That's such good advice. Um, two last questions for you. I feel like we could talk for forever and I love it. Um, yeah. but before, do you have any advice or caution rather to pastors specifically who just want to blow with the winds of culture? Um, and I mean, there's so many issues where that's relevant. I was also yeah. thinking about those who really focus on like a social justice based gospel. And it really does become about these virtue signaling things that show we're like working towards this elusive reconciliation and not again, not necessarily with the capital T. I think sometimes their motives are that like they love Christ and they want reconciliation, but it kind of becomes where this virtue signaling is woven into this gospel that they're preaching. Um, So I don't know if that paints kind of the picture of the pastor I'm imagining, but what would you say to a pastor who's like that? And their congregation is just all about all these things. What would I say? Or what have I said? I, during Both. COVID, I'd love to know doors, what you have said. <laughs> when they shut their doors on the unvaccinated. I mean, um, like I called 30 churches and Did I you let, really? let half the pastors have it. Yeah. Um, so okay. what, what would, what have I said? Like simply this, you're not a pastor. If you're going along with the world, if the world loves you, you're not of Christ. If the world hates you, you're of Christ. These are biblical standards from the words of Jesus. Um, yeah, and same with what the verse I brought up earlier, the cowardly and unbelieving will not inherit the kingdom of God. Lukewarm will be spit out of the mouth of Christ when he returns. Um, it just goes on and on. But basically, uh, I've said also in a some somewhat loving, more loving and tactful way, be very careful, my brother and, and sister. Well, it's all, they were all men, but be very careful, my brother, because... If you compromise, like compromising's totally anti-Christian. It's there is no compromise. It's 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 there's no gray. There's no fifty shades of gray. It's black and white. Now, with the individual, like in how you talk to them, how you come alongside them, that's different. You don't just smack someone over the head with a Bible and say, "What are you doing?" With pastors, that's a different standard, and we are to hold these pastors accountable. I mean, and and one other thing I would say to them is feed the sheep. What Christ said to Peter feed my sheep we're a starving starving generation right now who are just feeding what our itching ears want to hear mm-hmm. um and and again you know i i'm hated like like i i've been in social circles where i'm kicked out i've been in like not asked to come back to my own to a school like it hurts for a second but then you remind yourself like the lord is like this like the lord was spit on mocked abused like whipped like you know, this is nothing. Jesus says you like, I, I don't know what verse this is, or I appreciate sure this is a verse, but unless you've sweat the, unless you've sweat blood, you don't know. And so like, like this was when he was suffering in the garden before his crucifixion, but basically it's, it just comes down to this. Like there is no compromise, especially now, especially in this massive spiritual attack against Canada and the States and the world, but largely Canada and the States. There is no compromise. Now is that final lap, in my opinion. If you're not running and and all in and prepared to die for Christ, you got to get yourself to that point in in t- quiet time with the Lord. Because, um, yeah, no, like He will He will start to reveal to you, like, are you willing to die for me? Because, you know, don't it's nothing to fear. Stephen was stoned to death. He was a disciple of the Lord. He was stoned to death. His face was radiant and shining. Because I believe the Lord was taking his pain away in that moment. And he looks up and he sees Christ at the right hand of the father. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's, it's coming. It's on. It is game on. And these are souls that are lost in deception, delusion, sorcery, pharmacia, all these things. 
And that train has left the station now. It's, it's headed towards destination Mark of the Beast. We don't know when that's coming. We don't know when that is. But the destination is, it's, it, the train has left the station. If you don't hop off that train, you're going to hit that destination. So we, we have to, you know, we have to keep getting out of this world. We're not, we're supposed to be in this world, but not of it. And so these pastors that have compromised, I've said, you're just not pastors. You're just not. That's not a church. You're not a pastor. You forfeit that right because you can't forfeit the word of God. And they always said, you know what all of them said? Like 10 out of 10 said who are on that woke train. Oh, but love and acceptance. Mm -hmm. Well, they're different things for starters. You know, if you really love someone, you won't accept their sin that is leading them to hell. Can you imagine the great blood on your hands? Mm -hmm. If you're around someone who is lost in LGBTQ and you don't tell them that the homosexuals are despicable like or despised by the Lord and like that, that sexual immorality will lead you to damnation. Same with pornography, same with all this stuff. Like, and I also don't get into the LGBTQ, but so many men in the church, like look at pornography. Well, guess what? Like same thing. That's, these are sins that you, you got to shake. You got to get rid of because if you're aware of sin in your life, anyone listening, like I was many years, I was aware of sin in my life you got to just get rid of it now. Like you can't, we cannot look left and right and think we're okay. Like, like relative to our peers in the pew, it's just not going to work like that. Jesus says narrow is the gate to life for the few who find it and very difficult, but wide is the gate to destruction for the many who travel that path. We're talking few, we're talking narrow, we're talking hard and difficult. So the church should be all up in this face of wokeness right now. We should be on reserves, praying for people, holding revival sessions, worship sessions. We should be at Sam, you and I were at the same drag protest. And again, God bless you for that. Like, where was everyone else? <laughs> I know, it's pretty lonely. <laughs> oh, man, was it ever. Yeah. Um, with with the pastors who like, okay, so you when we talked about Truth and Reconciliation Day, you're like, you want to see the fruit of that. Like you said, why are we, there's not like pastors on reserves or actually like the evangelism side of that. Do you have an issue then with churches who are just like, here's my orange black square, orange square, whatever post on social media. Like when you see that is you have like a visceral reaction of like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess I should, I should say like, hopefully they're at least trying. I mean, I mean, but, but again, uh, I've, I've learned like true change is like boots on the ground and like, and just like coming alongside people and, and being, being in that space, moving in that space of wherever these people are, whether it's the, the homeless downtown or the first, like, you remember there was a, in Cross Lake First Nation years ago, uh, there was a mass suicide, like, like, oh, it was so devastating. It was like, I think it was like 80 people, something like that committed suicide in the span of a year. Like every pastor on in Canada and especially Manitoba should have gone, Oh, spiritual warfare is going on. Clearly not one church went not like we should have seen every church in Winnipeg head up there, start praying. Even if they're not welcome, just start praying on the outside of the reserve, just inviting Holy spirit and Jesus and the Lord into that place. Like, we didn't do that. And that's that, that blood's on our, all this blood's on our hands. There is no such thing as, as just sitting in your pew and, and 
going about your day at least my family's okay that's that's totally totally off totally off there's supposed to be nothing comfortable about this christian walk i'm so uncomfortable these days and um there we should never be comfortable yeah if you're comfortable you're probably doing something wrong if you were to get a call from a politician i won't say it's trudeau say it's Pierre or Maxime or whoever else. Um, and they were to say, what's one thing that we can do to help fix some of the first nation problems that you mentioned. Now I know you have like a lot of solution ideas, which are fantastic, but if you kind of had to narrow down to like, what's one practical thing that would be helpful? What, how would you answer that? Ah, that's such a great question. Wow. Cause I don't think about that enough, especially when, cause I think about it from the church perspective, right. And God's perspective, but Mm -hmm. I, I would say, I would say take the time to go and meet with with the elders and hear their story and mm-hmm. ask them the same question. That's that's what I would say. Go and meet with the elders, hear their story, and ask them what can be done and how can this be fixed. Yeah, because probably the answers would vary, I guess, even from van to van. Yep. Yep. For sure. But yeah, I, I was, I, I was initially, my knee jerk reaction was going to be like, go and talk with the chiefs. No, no. Like go and talk with the elders. The elders hold, hold all the knowledge right now. They hold all the the wisdom of our people. Like, and, and truly like um, they're the ones who I believe even the reconciliation piece will come through um, by their forgiveness and, and their releasing of their trauma. Mm. So. Yeah. I think that's a fantastic answer. Um, yeah. What about for the average Christian who's like, okay, I've listened to all this. I've learned a lot. What do I, what do I do with all this information? How do I go about my life? Um, how do I look at these issues? I mean, you've kind of dove into how to look at them, but just like the practical side or, or encouragement you could leave um, with listeners who yeah. are kind of processing this now. Yeah, for sure. A couple of things. Uh, don't, don't be scared. Like, don't be scared. To, if you're confused, like uh, what's treaty one territory when everyone just read that ask, ask a first nation person, because you know what? Um, we are a very kind, loving people. Truly at the end of the day, we wear a heart on our sleeve. What, what is being said and done by us is what's going on in our mind and our heart. Like we wear it all out. So ask questions. You'll never offend someone by asking questions. Mm. Also, if from a Christian perspective, if you're a Christian watching what Christ said out of the, the good, the treasures of the heart come outward like good things and, and treasure outwardly. Like, so if you have a good heart for this, fear not, like you're like, just show that love, like, and, and, um, and, and also more practical sense, like just keep, keep listening to elders testimonies. There's a couple of good podcasts out. Um, there's a couple of good speeches out there. Like, again, it's focused on the elders. Don't, don't focus on anyone who's in a current leadership role. Mm-hmm. Uh, like especially in a political role, like chief, uh, grand chiefs, things like that. Like they're, they're highly politicized. Mm-hmm. Many of them are okay, but you just don't know if you're listening to someone who's okay. Some of them might just be like, Trudeau has given me an extra 5 million this year to do this. So right. I'll say whatever he wants. Right. Yeah. Do you have any specific podcasts that you could recommend? Well, I listened to one called land decolonized. Mm-hmm. It's more from a, self-government perspective but that's something we didn't touch on too much and i won't go into that much but i i would i dream of a day where we don't get government funding anymore Mm -hmm. and where we are 
fully sovereign. Like we do not talk to Trudeau ever, you, and we certainly don't talk to the queen. Like, you know what I mean? Like this Royal monarchy, like what it's just madness or sorry, the King. Um, right. But yeah, n- not, not my queen, not my King. Like not, none of that. Like, you know what I mean? Like we should be totally off this monarchy. We should be our own. I believe we should be our own sovereign government people. I would like to see moving nomadically again through Canada. Like, you know, and through North, through North America. So um, Land Decolonized talks a lot about that, like how to truly get back our land, own our land, um, and and just like get towards self-government. Economic independence is a big part of that. That's what I'm focused on in my business, but is help helping to just, how do we stop just like, stop just meeting status quo each year? How do we set some money aside, start investing, um, creating own source revenue it's called like passive income income that's generating on its own things like that so but but again my hope's not in that my hope is in christ alone not only for myself for yourself but for my first nation people it it's like the individual is what matters and you know what sam i'll also say this it just dawned on me again this world is not our home this earth is not our lifetime and we are being prepared for an eternal destiny and so, so it is with us as individuals, Sam, as children of God, but so it is with people groups, nations, tribes, and tongues. I believe still in heaven, we will have nations, tribes, and tongues. And uh, each one was created for the glory of God. And you'll see that fullness of God showing through each culture, each ancient people group. Do you have any uh, final words of encouragement for us? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> everyone's like, yeah, of course he does. Yeah. No, but, um, <laughs> everything you're... A lot of what you're hearing about trauma and abuse and genocide, all of that's very real. Okay. All of that is very real. And if you're not devastated by that, please learn enough to be devastated by that. But with that, you did not do that. If you're not indigenous watching, you did not do any of that. So don't own that. What I'm asking for is let's all educate ourselves a little bit more. There's a variety of ways to do that so that part of the healing, I believe, is going to take all sides. It, it has to. And it's not that the white person now living has to apologize, but it's coming alongside us. You know, I don't know if any of you have ever dealt with trauma or going through a very tough time. I've at least dealt with going through a very tough time a few times in my life, and I couldn't have done it without my wife. Um, sometimes I couldn't have done it with all my brother. Sometimes you need a shoulder to cry on. That's the way I want everyone to think of this dynamic relationship in the years to come. The non-Indigenous person is the shoulder to cry on. It's the sympathetic ear. It's the helping us lobby if they're in government. It's, it's whatever you are in life, wherever you are in life, take it upon yourself to, to educate yourself alongside with us. Many of us don't know our own culture, myself included. Like I'm still learning after 10 years of being up and down from up North and meeting tons of amazing people. I'm still learning. And so it's a journey, but what I'm saying is the non-indigenous person come alongside us on our journey. That's how I put it. You did not, it's not a, it's not a final battle coming against indigenous, non-indigenous, not that it's, it's help us arm in arm as we, as we heal. Um, so, and again, I'm not, I'm not traumatized. I'm a second, third generation first nation person who's not traumatized. Is my mom traumatized? Yes. Mm -hmm. And this shows in various ways. Um, and was her 
was her mom traumatized for sure for sure so it's complex but it's also simple and if you are in christ if you are a christian pray that is all we can really do is pray and and have hope and faith in god because and faith in god is trust in god trust in god that he will not forsake our people to just paganism and trauma and abuse i believe god has so much more in store for my people amen well thanks so much for being willing to just be an open book and that's who i am (laughs) (laughs) i love it so much again